must be a better way. There must be a better way to describe things, to arrange words, a new way to use words to take you to a place beyond words. There must be. Hey, hey, hey. I'm Forrest Hall, and this is Real Church Matters, where we talk real church matters because real church matters. And as you can hear, I have my brother with me, Philip Hall. How are you, Philip? Doing great. That's great to hear. That's great to hear. I would say it's been a minute, but I took like a two-month break, and I think you did the next to the last one that I did, so... In podcast land hasn't been a minute. Yes, yeah, it's, it's just been a, it's been a couple episodes, but it actually has been a, a, a great deal of time between it. But um, housekeeping, uh, realchurchmatters.com is the website. Continue to go on it there and spread the word. Um, if you listen on iTunes or Spotify, it's just Real Church Matters. Uh, thank you everybody who listens Like I said last podcast The Patreon is officially closed I appreciate everybody that gave um, But I, I'm leaving that in 2021 As we uh, move on to season 6 But if you still want to support or give You can always go to realchurchmatters.com You'll see a little place where you can give And I'm, I always appreciate it But you know as we grow, we keep it going. We don't necessarily uh, center this around making money or anything. It, it always helped. But um, the goal was always just to allow people the opportunity to participate in the growth of the podcast if they were interested. But it's not a big deal. And like I said last uh, podcast, there's a lot that I want to do. And so kind of. Keep me in your prayers I think that's it uh, Obedience over audience And um, But since we have an audience Let me get to it Yeah It's always great to have you Philip. <laughs> it's, it's always great to be here One of the things uh, Rebecca said uh, did, If you listen back to some of your earlier episodes on here, and she was like, "Like the, the listen to the progression and the growth." Yeah. So I wanted to make sure I relayed that to you um, on the air. Like she was just saying, like you can just hear an immense amount of growth. Yeah, that's man. That's life, <laughs> and that's God. Like I think the more stuff you go through, if you. Uh, if you maintain the relationship with God, I, and when I say maintain, it don't necessarily have to be good all the time. Yeah, <laughs> as long as you 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 connect it, you know that relationship will, may be a roller coaster, but uh, it's going to land you in some beautiful places. I think um, in the the kind of the center of this podcast is about growth, mm-hmm. and I just feel like. This year, looking back, there was a certain level of growth in my life. And I just wanted to, like, just talk about, like, what are some of the things that we learned? And I guess I'll go first. One of the things that I learned this year 
is my footing, my place in God. I think that uh, ignorance is bliss for a lot of people. And a lot of times you can you can reason yourself yeah. into thinking that you're in the right place, doing the right things. Because like I, we were just talking about, comparison tricks you. Yeah. So as long as I compare myself to the people around me. You're doing all right. I'm doing all right until I flipped it. And started to compare my growth to where the growth of the people around me are. Yeah. Then all of a sudden I realized I'm not really where I need to be because they're not where they need to be. Yeah. So why am I okay with that? That's real. So it kind of. <laughs> it, it, yeah, it's real. I always. I'll, something clicked this year about. Uh, I know we always laugh at Talladega Nights, but <clears throat> he said, you're not first, you last. Yeah. And I was, I always was like thinking like, man, like, I just want to be okay. And I I said that to myself, like, for the last few years, like, I, just, I don't want to be good. I just want to be okay. Yeah. And. Tired of one thing after another. Yeah. And, and God, you know, start like. Pressing upon me like I ain't, You never gonna be okay <laughs> You either gonna be like What I called you to be or not Yeah and and That's cool cause you're, you're really saying Something that is the elephant in the room In a lot of people's lives Including in mine's I'm not okay with his okay Yeah yeah. You know what I mean It's yeah. like it, You it throws you for a loop because we spend a lot of our time in church talking about destiny. Yeah. Talking about purpose. But it's always weird because we're talking about our idea of who we should be. Yeah. And why does it should be, though? You know what I'm saying? We hanging our head on something that we know don't exist, which is time. We know at any given point we can leave a body here. Right. We, we hang Getting to the point that we know we're like, I know I'm supposed to be what God called me to be. I don't think nobody's blind to. But it's not a mystery. Yeah. That's the thing about making it about our ambition and blurring those things together. Because when he's saying take up your cross, he wasn't talking about you taking up a skill or trade or career choice or choosing to be an entrepreneur. That's not your cross. Yeah. When he's talking about ministry. And your call, when he was talking about make sure your call and election is sure, he wasn't talking about making sure that you really want to be in stocks and crypto. He wasn't talking about any of those endeavors, which is what we are really pointing young people to. Like, what are you going to be when you grow up? Yeah, it don't even matter. It doesn't matter. Like, once we enter into a realm of religion and faith and Christianity, and we're saying that we're like Christ— then we're on the other side of that. He started out as a carpenter. Yeah. He lived the last three years of his life not a carpenter. Yeah. That was a means. It was a means to an end. It wasn't, it wasn't his identity. Until it was time. Until his call came. Yeah. What my call is, is not to be working somewhere. Not where 
my business, AOTA, or not working in some church somewhere and not seeing the effectual work of God manifested in my life, especially around everyone that I'm around. That's what matters. That's what matters. I, I don't want to spend time. I, like, I, I just had that conversation today. Like, I'm at the age where I don't want to spend time on uh, people who just want me to be around. Like, there's people who need me to be around. Yeah. Like, my kids need me to be around. They need you. My wife needs me to be around. Absolutely. My family needs me. Like, it's just, I, I have to. Other people will say they need you. Yeah, like, bro, why you answer your phone? Bro, like, it's been a minute since we hung out. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I've been just doing things that needs to be done. Like, those, I'm not a necessity. Um, I think I was talking to Chris Howell, and I said, you know, it's our job to figure out who we're invaluable to and who we're disposable to. Yeah. I said it's, it's a very important thing that I had to learn because, like, your your absence will be felt with those who who God placed you in. Like, and it is. Yeah. It is felt. And it's weird because it's we de- deem, we, we uh, equate loss yeah. according to who cries. Yeah. No, it's not. It's not that. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like people live there. It's people out there who don't even see their children. Yeah, and it never is an issue until someone says it. Right. It's like you're you're blind. Right. The same way I'm ministry focused. At least I thought. Yeah. But it, I take a pause and I'm like, I'm really doing what? Yeah. Because intention can, because I look to can the, dis- disguise ambition, bro. right? I look to the right of me, yeah, and I see a, my brother is in need. I look to the left of me, I see other people in need, but I'm going, and I'm doing what? Do you know what I'm saying? Like, it's just working. somebody got to help me understand. Somebody got to help me understand. What what am I doing? And it became clear to me. I said this to you. I said it to a bunch of people. But some people want to be like Jesus. And some people want to be Jesus. Yeah. And I realized that the path that I was on, there was a level of selfishness. Yeah. Because I wanted to attain a certain level for myself. Yeah, just an identity. I wanted to attain a certain identity. You would have to know my story to understand why I was very hungry to see myself a better way. Yeah. You want to see a new identity. I wanted a new Most identity. Most people want just that. They, you know, they, they say, Hey, this is way better than this. Like, I hate who I am right now. I need a new identity. Yeah. And sometimes people pick church. Sometimes people Man, pick you, some other stuff. You hitting a nail on the head because to identify, to be identified, as something is not the same as being, being some, Oh, absolutely. It's not. Yeah. The, you know what I'm saying? Like for, for the life of me, you know, I'd never understood this until this year. And I'm watching how the simple things I'm doing. Yeah. is creating impact. I'm watching how the simple conversations, I'm watching how the simple engagements, the simple time spent, with, with young people, with old people. I'm watching how that is moving the needle in a way that me standing at a pulpit 
and barking wasn't doing. Right. So I'm trying to understand, like, how did I ever even get here? And I'm realizing that in this part of the growth that I came to is that we are so indoctrinated in the things of the last generation. No one ever stops and says, should we be going this direction? Yeah, because we're taught not to question. We're taught not to question. And, and these are some good questions that will land you in some good places. I think. And we hate them because other people usurp and use these questions to get themselves out of it. Yeah. But you need to ask them too. You need to ask them too. Yeah. I understand these are barbershop questions. Yeah. Who is, who is God? <laughs> who is God? Why don't God talk to me every day? These why are, why are we why are y'all going to church? Why are you doing this? I'm not saying that and then people are like, "You're right." So let me just be sinful. No. We need to find that greater way that Jesus was talking because about. Cuz it it depends on what you're seeking. Cuz we still seeking God in these questions. Man, I be having conversations with people who don't even realize they're indoctrinated in a way that yields no fruit. And they keep talking about he's the Lord of the harvest. No. Where's the harvest? Yeah. Where is it? You keep banging down other people's doors and there's people within your own four walls who are dying. You cold calling people. You imagine a doctor, a heart surgeon Helping other people with heart issues, and his own wife he can't help. Uh, that's that's what I dealt with. And, you know, I I had to question myself. It's like it's something about regret. Uh, the regret that you have compared to like the regret you have from from not doing something God told you to do. Like I could regret not making a financial move all I want. And just counted a loss, but when it's it's things that God asks you to do, regret ain't really a thing because it's never off the table. Yeah, and people never, see, you know, you never see that in church. I always hear people testify about what they lost and stuff. And I'm like, man, why don't you go get it? Like right now, they be like, I don't have the best relationship with my father, or I don't have this, and you know, I don't, I don't see my kids. Ever. Like part of it is. That we are constantly, even when we go to reconcile and restore, we want it the way it used to be. Used to be, which is the reason it is not to be right now. Absolutely, we don't want to find a better way. We don't want to learn a new way. The way that we were is not right. It went to destruction. Went to destruction, literally. When we come to Christ, we literally all we do. Only thing that changes about us is our location. Yeah, never our state of mind. Yeah, we just become people that go to church with the same mind, same mindset, same ambitions. Listen, if you are still digging for the same treasure, it doesn't matter that you're not digging in the same place. Yeah, just you're still digging in the same place. Yeah, Satan didn't give it to me, so God gonna give me that back. I still want the bag. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. That's the that's the growth that I've come to. I'm going into this new year with the reality that I'm only as good as the people around me. Yeah. That's it. 
Cause if you watch, bro, if you watch, uh, literally, it literally, bro, it says in the scripture, if you're going to get an elder, let him be one who looks well to his home. We'll never talk about that. That's one of the qualifications. It said it for the deacon too. Yeah, it says it for the qualification for men is that they look well to their homes. That they see have that. well I homes. I don't see that often. You know, and I don't want. And I don't want to talk in the struggle no more. Like, you know, I find a lot of people, they just struggling together. And it's 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 weird. You want to know what's weird to me? That dude that I sent you, they killed his girlfriend and his wife. Yeah. I'm watching this video. And there's a level of clarity there that is deceptive. Yeah. To be in the moment, to say, man, I just killed my girlfriend. Was like a dream. Oh well, I'm about to kill this one because I wouldn't even be depressed if it wasn't for her. And then I'll kill myself. But you guys be careful, man, because that mental illness is real. That scared me because there's there's a level of awareness there. Yeah. How can you be aware and not aware? That when we talk about a double minded person. Yeah, I think I think it's it's I forget what it's called uh, a reprobate mind. I think it's, it's it's I think it 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 crosses over to that. Like the awareness can can become that once you reach the level of I'm I'm okay with this. You know, I I don't think homosexuality is like a lifestyle. I just think it's, it's people saying I'm okay with like being this way. Yeah, and and I, I like. I don't even care if it's wrong. Or something whatever. something that I realized is you either going to be resigned to it or you're yeah. going to resign from it. Yeah. It's 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 either or and it's in this in this no worse than half the stuff everybody else doing. Like, but that's what I'm saying like take away the fact that he just murdered two people or three people if you consider the unborn child. Yeah. That was in there. Like try not yeah, try not to move around too much with that. But um if you take away the fact that he murdered the way he was talking sums up about most of Christianity. Yeah, they're okay with certain things. They'll, they, they'll tell you. Everybody can tell you what's wrong with them. Yeah, like, oh, no, no, no. They ain't going to talk to me like that. Like, they can tell you. They can say, you know what? I, I do this. I do that. I, I'm, I'm, I came to this understanding, that understanding. Even in the podcast, you listen back to old ones. I did this for five years now. Yeah. You, you hear me come to these Revelations, these understandings of myself, and it's like, what does it, where, where does it go from there? Oh, you telling God, where does it stop? With you, you know, where, where does His relationship stop with you? All I'm doing is constantly coming to an understanding of myself, never coming to an understanding of who God is. I, knowing what's wrong with us is not clarity. No. Nah. This guy is knowing what's wrong with him, but he's he doesn't see what he's doing to others because he he sees what's wrong with him as part of his character. And the, this person did this to me. Yeah. Everybody thinks like that. So before people look and say he's crazy, I want you all to know a double minded man is unstable in all his ways. You are unstable even if you never kill nobody. 
Because you're vacillating between two understandings. One that favors your desires and yourself and you see the world through your selfish lens. The other is you see this guide and you're trying to figure out where he fits into your overall scheme and plan for yourself. That's weird. It's weird. Then we started. He brought you here. Right. So then we in church and we start making all of these decisions, but they're really revolving around us and our desires. You know what I mean? Yeah. When I, I was doing the choir, I was te- in all of these positions. I was in them because I enjoyed them. I wasn't in them to do the mission. Yeah. And if any at any point those things didn't weren't enjoyable to me, I no longer wanted to do them. Yeah. I, I wasn't being even assessed based on whether they yielded fruit to the mission. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Because like, it don't matter if 10 people get saved. That thing sound bad. <laughs> it sound bad is bad. Yeah. Y'all could tell me all day that, you know, it touched people. I'm like, that's not what I heard. Yeah. What I heard was cats howling. Yeah. You know what I mean? That's that selfish thing. That you got to really evaluate in yourself. And you see it all the time. Somebody will come to you and say, hey, man, I really want to learn how to play the piano like you. You know what I know? If they kept the piano player behind a wall, he wouldn't want to be a piano player. Absolutely not. I want to do what you do because I like to be seen like you. Yeah. Man, I really want to be a minister. You wouldn't want to be a minister if you ain't get to preach. Yeah. You wouldn't want to be a minister if you really had to do what ministers do. What if... In order to be a minister, you had to start with your own household. Mm. Hey, sister so-and-so, oh, you want to be a minister? Lead your husband to Christ. If you can tackle that one, we'll let you preach every Sunday. Never happen. She's going to walk away like the rich young ruler. She's going to say that's she's walk away. Yeah, she's going to say that stuff. He don't want nothing to do with God. And all these other people do. And all these other people do. But you just told us there's nothing God can't do. And you just told us that he, the power that he has, he did, he has called you to. I think that was the challenging part about this year is those realizations. Is realizing, like, I think we did a podcast about power. like, And I had a question about power. I wanted to know if all this power exists in church, where is it? You know what I'm saying? And that challenged me because, you know, I think at the end of the episode, you you know, the answer was it starts with you. Yeah. And it, it made me spiral into, like, understanding, like, it don't even matter about what transpired in church or what I've seen. If you know what God calls you to do. Why are you holding, doing it? Yeah, he's holding you accountable. You don't need to see it first because... There was never a Jesus before it was a Jesus. Then it was never like all these people that that had to matriculate from like laymen to being used by God. That's why I love the scripture where he says greater works will you do. He was saying there wasn't a Jesus before me and I killed it. Yeah. And there won't be a Philip before you and you'll do more than I did. Yeah. Now, if we base it on that. Even if y'all just on a very simple, if you could get past me, because I'm realizing another thing. I'm talking to people 
who really don't want to hear me talk. Yeah. Who really don't want to hear what I have to say. Who really are trying to guess what I'm saying. I was talking to, to somebody yesterday and I just really realized like, you don't get it. You're not trying to get it. What you're trying to do is combat and defend something that doesn't need your defense at all. <laughs> what it need, what would needs to happen in this conversation is that you yield to what I'm saying and you listen, but it, you don't want to. And it's okay. Cause I'm going to keep on. Why? Because I can run from the strangers, but my family, I got to dig my heels in and lock in. Yeah. Because why? This is who I was called to. This is my calling. Yeah. My calling is not on to be on a stage. My calling is to preach the gospel first foremost in my home and with the people that God has given me. Do you know how many people existed during Jesus time? A lot of people. Yeah. He didn't reach a lot. He didn't reach a lot. He got a map where he went. He got a map. It's a whole world that existed. Exactly. Whole world existed. Worlds of people, governments going on. He ain't standing in front of Caesar. He in front of Pilate, yeah. a underling of Caesar. He he's he's small time. He's local. Yeah. And literally in John seventeen, he says, when he about to die, he didn't say, "I didn't get as worldwide and famous as you wanted me to." I, I failed you, God. Yeah. He said, "I took care of the people you gave me." That's it. That's it. If folks ain't listening, don't know who God gave you, I feel sorry for you. But we all do. We all we we know who actually needs us. I don't got no wife, no kid. Yeah. But if I did, I know those would be the people God gave me. Yeah. Even if I chose that woman out of lust. Yeah. Ooh, look at her body. You gonna be mine. Ooh, look at what she can do. Ooh, look at our commonalities. Ooh, look at her sense of humor. Whatever it is. Once I, I say we're together, it's now mine's. Mine's in not the most possessive sense of flesh, but mine's in the idea of who yeah. has entrusted me with this person. Yeah, God has. God has. It's his it's, possession. It's all it's all delegated authority. Even with my kids, I, I started to recognize that. And it helps me even love like beyond that. I was I was just uh, talking about you know my my new addition stepson and I was explaining I said you know the beautiful part about it is like God gives us responsibility yeah yeah and it's never ours it's it's like it's 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 still him acting through us you want you want to know what's nasty Christians. Proclaimed Christians Who will say I couldn't do that You act like you have a choice You don't have a choice The minute you assume this role That's who you are Yeah It's it's funny how it doesn't work that way In other people's minds Like literally they can join a fraternity Find out that they don't like Any of the people in the fraternity And they don't like what the fraternity represents But they won't give it up No They'll still have the pride that goes with the fraternity, even if they think, oh, everybody that is in this fraternity is lame. Oh, well, I'm still going to be prideful about this fraternity. I worked hard to get here. That's not how Christians are. No. Christians are so concerned with the view. Yeah, how I look. 
how it look, the vibe. Yeah. Not really concerned with the work. Which is wild. Which is most small businesses. That's why the first place they go is for a logo. You don't have a proper product or service. Just want a logo. You just want a logo. You want you want everybody to know. Here, if for those business owners out there, let's say you meet somebody to sell cookies and they say, Oh, I want a logo, I'm I'm a baker. You the first thing you should say is, Can you give me a sample of your stuff? Yeah. Right Let right. me taste it. You taste that and it's not good, why are you gonna make a logo for them? Is the money that bad? Yeah. I don't want to make a great logo for a poor product. It's a waste of time. You know? But all we do is create great logos for poor products. Yeah. Like I said about sister so-and-so or brother so-and-so, your house is chaos. <laughs> but you want to preach to me. I, I don't care. I, I don't can't ca- take it. I can't take it. I cannot take it anymore. Yeah, I can't. I can't take it. And it's, I refuse to take it in 2023. I refuse to take it anymore. Are we going to 2023? 20, 2022. Jesus, I almost skipped a whole year. In 2022, I can't take it anymore because it's it's it's, it's biblical. It has to bear fruit. Why is it that we we want to push and, and water down the truth of the gospel, and then when people say they don't want to water it down? All you are is talking about homosexuals. Yeah. If we really want to get potent with this, there's some truths that have to be self-evident. And the fact is, is that all sin is created equal. Yeah. And the second thing is there are some standards and some results that you should be exhibiting in your life. Well, you can't make nobody save, but that person should always feel that you're on mission. Yeah. Man, every time Philip talked to me, it got to be about Jesus. You may never accept him. That's on you. And you will see the wrath of that. But, but that's not on me. On me was just to stay on brand. Yeah. And, and I have enough faith in God to know. If I do the work, it'll yield the, the reward. Yeah. It's tough talking to people like that. Who like I, I've talked to, to people who uh, are financially down bad or whatever. And then I, if I ask them a series of questions, I'm like, hey, so what are you doing for money? Like, I, you know, I I try to talk, you know, I'm running to somebody at the gas station, whatever. I'm like, so what are you doing for money? I'm like, well, you know, uh, I'm doing this, that, and the third. But, you know, I don't want to work at McDonald's. I don't want to do this. I'm like, hey, man, so I got a, a site. You know, you mind cleaning? I don't really clean up like that. So you, you, you're in need. Yeah, and you want to be something, or you want to have something, but you're not willing to do none of the things listed. Right, it's it's the same thing with Christians. It's like, yo, you you want to be obedient to God. You want all the things that come with this this thing that you say you want, but you're not willing to do not one, not two, not three. It's just a bunch of excuses. I see it now, and my heart goes out to these young people who really, really seem like they love God, but really, really, really. Just want to be seen. It's better ways to be seen. That's all. It's better ways to be seen. And, and, and it's, they're it's, torn. That's the double mindedness. I don't want to be infamous, but they're gonna waste time. Just go ahead and be seen. Right? But I don't want to be just seen, and I don't want to be known for these things. I want to be of good reputation, but I also want to be popular. Yeah. I want to be loved by people, and I want to be loved by God. Impossible. 
It's impossible. It's impossible. Impossible. The love of the people always going to conflict with what God telling you. I don't care what journey Kanye West is on spiritually. Every time he gets up and has to perform, he has to cuss. Yeah. He has to espouse things that do not represent God. Absolutely. The only way that he could truly commit himself is to really turn away from the things that actually yield him money. Yeah. He is in a tough position. Yeah, because he he brags about his money. He likes it. He's double-minded. Yeah. And we see it on display in many people, not just him. But these are the things. I, I love God out of one mouth. I hate publicists out of the other side of the mouth. Yeah. I'm angry. I'm happy. I'm at never been more at peace. Never been more tor- tormented. You see this Which play out it? in him, but it's something that plays out in most Christians. Oh, yeah. You talk to him long enough and you'll find out. Well, I don't want to say talk. I don't want to say just look. watch him. Yeah, just look. I think that that's what I've learned this year is just to to look. I think. Tell me, tell me, tell me you're a pastor that loves the people and you don't make any money from the people and you're going to see an unhappy pastor. Absolutely. Tell me you're a child of God who says that they, the only thing that they desire. One thing I ask for, one thing I desire is to dwell in the house of the Lord all the days of my life. But you don't have the dream home you want. What's your dwelling place? Are you going to be satisfied? There is no satisfaction. All we see is the the vacillation between content and discontent. Yeah. All we see is the vacillation between happy and sad. Because acting ain't what God is after either. No. And that's where people miss it. Like, you know, they saying one thing out their mouth and they really feel like trash. And you never see it. The world's blend together. I think that's what I love about scriptures like be angry, but sin not. The worlds collide. Yeah. He's like, oh, snap. No, I know you're going to get angry because you're human. Yeah. But what I want you to do is control your anger. People never even get to the point of even admitting they're angry. Why? Now you get you get what I'm putting down. Yeah. That's the nastiness that you don't catch that I caught this year. Is it, I, I'm purporting a lot of things, but there's chaos all around me. And why do you get to sit in the midst of chaos and say, well, I'm good. Selfish. That's selfish. Yeah. There ain't no way about it. it. Like when my relationship was, my house was torn up, my family was torn up and I was, well, I didn't do this. I like you get what I'm saying. Like people, that's people's. I know. Attitude. I remember those conversations. You like, yo, me and God are good. Yeah, and I'm like, bro, <laughs> how so? how good can you be? Yeah, how so? If if He gave you all these things and they went to to the ruins, like, but that's that, bro. It's the comparison. Yeah. Hey, I'm not out here tricking. I'm not out here gay. I'm not out here slinging drugs. I'm not anything. People would stereotype me to be. I'm beyond that. So what are you talking about? I'm good. Oh. Cause cause every not, time I talk to people, they tell me I'm too hard on myself, Phil. Nah, because they they 
they it makes people feel uncomfortable because they don't. It's not their business. Do you get what I'm saying? Like you can say, "Hey, I don't like the way he working." Yeah. Somebody be like, "I mean, he showed up on time." See, this not your business. Yeah, it's not your business. So you don't know what it's like to have people halfway do things. Yeah. You can be gracious because there's nothing on the line for you. Yeah. Do you know what I'm saying? Like yeah. when we was talking to the kids and I asked them to grade themselves. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? People start throwing around C's like you're satisfactory, but it's like, it am I? Yeah. When it's on the line, does C fly? <laughs> Really? You know what I mean? Yeah. I'm a C-level Christian. All I kept doing is giving myself out. If I got a C and everybody else got an F, I'm doing good. Yeah. No. Nah. Because it, it, it don't exist. That grading, that grading level don't exist. Even in being an adult, even in being a dad, even in being a, a follower of Christ, even in being a brother, a son, like... And I want to know, I want to get to the more, <clears throat> to the more excellent way. Yeah. He's telling us, look, come, let us go on to perfection. Yeah. Why is he telling us to go on to perfection? Why is it <clears throat> that we should be a, a, aspiring to a level? And why are we frustrated at the idea of that? Because we don't know what the mission is. Yeah. Well, we don't care. Well, we don't care. Yeah. I think it's, we don't care. We I have am our not, own I, mission. Bro, I'm not concerned about heaven. <laughs> I'm not. Heaven will take care of itself when I get there. I'm not concerned about it. That's why we tied a belief into now. We tied into like how we can gain physically, how how we can gain like monetarily, monetary things here. And I'm like, well, he's talking from a spiritual place. My faith doesn't just have an eternal weight. Has a very strong place to play in my life right now. Yeah, in the lives of the people around me, getting them there. Right, it's a path. This is a path. When I I seen it, it was two guys that killed women and then killed themselves in in the Baltimore area in a matter of a week. I said, people don't know how fragile the mind is and how important faith is to the keeping of the mind. Mm-hmm. Because that's what my faith does for me in this life. Yeah. Not just in the next one. But this one. But in this one. Imagine what faith can do for a mind. Imagine what faith can do for others. Imagine what faith can do to your home. Church is full of people who will come to the house of faith and not take any of it home. Hmm. Faithless houses. <laughs> yeah, it's like how though? How all the time? Invested. Even bees take pollen from one flower to the next. Yeah, they know their job. Yeah, they literally like bees don't make honey; they make everything you see around you. Yeah, <laughs> they make honey to eat, but their job, their mission, their purpose—the reason why bees are important—is to the pollination of all these flowers. Of all these flowers, we supposed to be pollinators. Of the gospel. We don't. All we want is honey. Our feelings are so so engrossed in it. To even be productive. Like it's it's tough to care about what God feels or care about when 
But we caring about ours. Honey, honey, honey. Yeah. Honey, honey, honey. I prayed all night for some more honey. I'm low on honey. That's not why you're here. No. Nah. You're here to pollinate. The gospel is, you don't see any pollen of the gospel in people's homes. These people who go boo, say, I'm off to preach. Honey is like the last thing for bees. It's it's a sustainer. It's what they, they need to eat so they could do their job. Yeah. It's very sweet because that potent amount of sugar energizes them to do a job with them big bodies and them little wings. It is it's important that we as people of God know what we're here for. I'm here for my nieces and my nephews. Yeah. I'm here for my, my mother and my father and my sisters and my brothers. I'm here to see that. Somebody might say, where does church fit in? That is church. I don't qualify yet. I'm going to flip it on you guys. I don't, the Bible says I don't meet that standard yet. Wow. Yeah. Uh, sorry, guys. Uh, I don't meet that standard. I'm not fit for church yet. I got some work to do. I got people in my life. I got homes that I am tending to. That need to. I need to look well to. Yeah. And they need to look a certain way. And the things and the, the people that exist in them need to look a certain way. Yeah. I'm not fit. Let me flip it on y'all. Y'all fit, so y'all stay there. Y'all, y'all go there and enjoy yourselves. I'm not fit. You know what I'm saying? That's the reality. Yeah. What matters? I want to have. I I don't want to be to the pleasure of anybody in here, any any world, any section of people. I want to be to the pleasure of God. So I really will emulate Jesus when He says. I did what you told me to. <laughs> I kept the people, the, the 12 people that you gave me, the 13, if you count his mother. Do you know what I'm saying? I kept the people you gave me. The last thing he said, one of the last things he said before he died on the cross is he looked to his other brother and said, brother, look to your mother. Mother, look to your brother. He said, your job to keep her now. Having itself is crazy. Because he he has a job. Yeah. Make sure you look after her. That's what he's saying. Look after her. This man is dying for the sins of the world. In a very eternal weight, but still in a very worldly way. Says take care of her. Doing assignments. We have assignments. What it looked like preaching and failing assignments. Not a follower of Christ. I'm dancing around. I'm singing. We doing all this stuff. And then homes are being wrecked. Destruction all around. And it's fine. And it's fine. It coach you is fine. Like, hey, man, just. I'm just. preaching to people who I know are hurting. They hear me. They sit and watch me preach. And they say that was a good word. And they continue in their ways. They continue in their destruction. Half the people I didn't seen down bad sat and watched a lot of messages I preached. Absolutely. Quoted them back to me. Actually put them up on Instagram. <laughs> Took notes. Got books somewhere where notes are there from messages they heard me preach. That's crazy. Do you know what I'm saying? 
It's crazy but not crazy. It's 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 <laughs> unstable is what it yeah. is. It's double minded. Because it's effective. It's it's effective when it's done the right way. And we gotta be like we we have to be open enough to understand what the wrong way looks like in church. You can look at wrong so long you think it's right. Absolutely. If you're in it long enough. The indicator of my growth in Christ is not the growth of my bank account. Some people it is. Unfortunately, they don't understand how this works. Mm -mm. There isn't an ounce of divinity in my skill (laughs) set. Wait a minute. Real church (laughs) matters. There isn't. Yeah. I wasn't anointed to be a graphic designer. I wasn't. I can use all of those skills to the glory of God. And I wasn't anointed and that won't be my call. Yeah. That's what he mean when he said, department from me, you worker of iniquity. He, they listed out things that are really attributed to people of God. Didn't I cast out many demons? Imagine casting out demons everywhere, but your home. Scary. Like literally you cast demons out all day. And then you come home and you got one tied to the bed and you, and you feed it and tend to it, have sex with it and everything. And you're like, I'll see you later, baby. I'll see you later. And you kiss, kiss her on the forehead and you go out and you kill more demons. You kill every demon, but the one you got. If it sound familiar, it was, it was a, a season of walking dead. This man was hiding his wife who turned to a zombie. He had her tied in the in the basement. Oh my gosh. So he out there killing zombies and stuff. He like somebody stumbled on there. He he killing people now to protect his zombie wife. In his eyes, that's his wife. She ain't well though, bro. She gone. She gone. <laughs> you don't see it like that. And you ain't you ain't helping her. Yeah, I think the you got to be sober enough to see things for what they are. You know? And it's tough to see spiritual things in this world and to even know, like, that I should probably say something. I should probably do something because everything looks right in the physical. I, I hate that when I have these conversations, I have people who call themselves defending the faith. I want you to know you're a vigilante. Yeah. You're not defending the faith. Yeah. God has God is not threatened by anything I'm saying. Yeah. You are. Yeah. You feel threatened. God is not threatened by anything force is saying. He's trying to destroy the constitution of the church. And- God is so confident in who he is. There's nothing that he literally says in the scripture. He says, prove me. Yeah. There's nothing I could say that will challenge or question who God or is. intimidate or invalidate who God is. Everything I say. Will challenge and question who we think God is. Yeah, our perception of Him, our, our perspective of, of what our assignment is from like it gets weird. It's time to grow up. It's really time to grow up. Ask more questions. We we literally mm-hmm. were watching people who were grew up in the church who are raising horrible children who don't know God. Who don't know God? It's crazy. You're raising children who are being taught how to vacillate between their desires and God's. You're raising children who will reason 
their desires under the guise of God's desire. That's creepy. This is what we're doing. We're never really teaching them how to do the mission, teaching them how to work church. The things that they miss. Oh, I miss this. I miss that. All the things that are trappings of the fellowship. But just that place was supposed, these places are supposed to be places they raise up Spartans. Yeah. They don't, though. They don't. Where's the Spartans? Where's the Spartans? Can you imagine serving a God that you raise a child that never serves? You know what I'm saying? It got to hurt somebody to be a pastor of a church and your child doesn't even serve God. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. yeah. That'll hurt. That, you can't tell me that's not an indictment. It's something that, something that still could be fixed. It can. And I, and but there's I, no fanfare. There is, there's nothing sexy. There's no. It's hard work. There's no profit. There's, as they say, there's no trophies for that. There ain't no trophies to, for getting off the pulpit. And, to roll your sleeves up and reclaim your family. Reclaim at, your home. At whatever age. Whatever age. Say, we're not even sitting there. Forget the reconciliation. You don't even know what reconciliation yeah. is. Y'all not reconciling. Y'all recollecting. Yeah. That's real church matters. That's what people do. They're sitting around rehashing. Yeah, it's not important. That's not important. Yeah, let's not mistake the two. That's where I want to go. Like, this is where we need to go. This is where we need to go. This is what needs to happen. Okay, but it's tough to get there without, like, because to teach a new generation the right way. It's not unplugging the TVs because you can't even do it nowadays. You know what I'm saying? You it used to be as for me in my house, we're gonna serve the Lord and you unplug the TV and you take all the radios away. So that so that they couldn't be indoctrinated into pop culture. I mean, they the phones are there, the media is like it's a constant connection. We're jacked in. We're jacked in. Even what people deem as what makes this new generation depraved. Nobody ever is talking about the constant connection to the internet. Yeah. They talk, you don't even know who's a man and who's a woman. No, you as a 70-year-old, 60-year-old, 50-year-old man are on social media. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Do you get what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, we're all hooked in to the biggest joke in the world. The joke's on us. Yeah. People don't know what's true information, what's not. It's just it's just everywhere, bro. It's like, everywhere. Yeah, the social media thing is is everywhere. You get to really see what people are in their minds, Pe- bro. People, if prayer is Wi Fi, we're more connected to the worst cable in the world than the best cable. Yeah, and that stuff, and that stuff, it, it messes with your mind. 
It does. People don't even, you know, they they doing that uh, challenge, and I'm saying, you know, the gospel singers do it, and, and I'm like, and they trying to like give dissertations before they do it, and it gets it gets weird because it's like, yeah, I know I'm a gospel singer, but you want to be a part. You want to be a part. You are aerial. And you know, I want to be where the people are. Yeah, and and that's how I see it. You're not cool to me no more. You know, when I was coming up, I, you part of a whole kingdom. Yeah, but you wanted to come. But you want to be where the people are. Come and talk to me. <laughs> you know, want to see you, girl. <laughs> all of them, the, the Omarion, all of that stuff, yeah. all the challenges. You want to be a part of the world. We show that we are spiritually challenged. Yeah, because I'm over here, but I, want, I also want to be over there. I want to be everywhere. And we we was called to bring them over here, and that's some bring them over here. On do you accept Jesus as your personal Lord and Savior? No, nah, bring them over here. Like come change your life. You want to know why that salvation, that form of salvation, is so inept to me? This is how you have a person who's in a car accident; they lose the ability to move their legs. They start going to rehab. The physical therapist has to take them through a grueling process to get them back to walking. At no point do they just say, do you believe you can walk again? (laughs) Yes, I believe. Then you're as good as ready to walk. Go ahead and walk. A new mind, a new way of thinking. We're reborn. We have to learn how to walk. All over again. All over again. And you're supposed to be surrounded by people who literally help you walk. Yeah. We're so lazy, we want to just yell walk to people. Don't work like that. You got to get your hands dirty. I got to get my hands dirty. Yeah. I'm like, my brother sit in this church with me. He hear the same word I hear. He hear me preaching the word. Why isn't it going in his brain? Yeah. You sitting on the piano. You can play, but you can't walk. Yeah. I can see you having a hard time walking. At what point do I bear my brother up, get my shoulder under up under his underarm and walk with him? And I don't care how much time it takes. I don't care how much it inconveniences me. But I got to preach. I got to do this. I got to do that. How much does that? That's the work of iniquity. If anybody is curious about what's the work of iniquity, anything that takes you away from the true work. Is a work of iniquity. Yeah. <laughs> you get what I'm saying? Anytime that I talk to you in this past year, you brought it back up to me. Say, I remember you said this. I remember you said that. And it's like, Dad, well, I should have talked more. Yeah. But I didn't. Yeah, because he, <laughs> because I looked at what I saw. Yeah, you want to see immediate results and not understanding that, like. We doing things out of obedience because we working on the spiritual level, not the physical. We always we should be physical signs. I just want to scream walk to you. Yeah. And if in the off chance you get up and walk, I'll say it was because of me. Yeah. Not knowing there probably was somebody else that was truly helping you to walk. Yeah. I mean, you can scream walk and I might not walk till that night when you're not around. But people don't know. Uh, how how people register obedience when we obedient to God like it be the small stuff sometimes 
it, it was some things that I don't even know if dad, like if dad knew, like there was some things he said, and I'd be like, dad, it caused me to like think I knew it was God. And there's some things you said, and I'm like, man, like. But whether I responded back, I, some most of the time I never responded back. But we, as it, just like that physical therapist, you might not see no response for weeks, for weeks, or even months. But you trust the process. Yeah. The person is like, I really want to walk, and you just got me going like. Yeah, all this, you can do is day. wiggle your toe. All you got me is going lifting, lifting my toes back and forth. How is that going to help me walk? I'm not going to walk. I don't feel anything. We don't know how long working that is going to cause something else. Yeah. But we don't just work the works. Yeah. We can just do it. We don't have no faith in it. That's the other thing I learned That's about. That's what faith is used for. I don't have no, I didn't have no faith, bro. I don't have no faith. If somebody told me, oh, you want to be a minister? Reach your brother. I've been like, nah, that whole situation so far gone. You might as well call him Drake. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like, the, that reality that we are inadequate in the mission. The weird part is hearing, like, even feeling like it's so far gone and hearing people say it's so far gone and hearing God scream, like. It's not. Loud. Like, it's it's Do not. CPR. It'll make you It'll make you lose your mind. Because you, you're what you seeing. I never wanted to be Job's wife to anybody. Yeah. I never wanted to be the curse God and die person. Yeah. I didn't know how easy it is to get fall into that trap. Well, because if that's all you see, because I never seen somebody overcome with an illness. At least I thought I did. Yeah. But when you see a situation that look bad enough. You'd be like, listen, man, cut your losses. Let's go. Yeah. Curse God and die. At this point, I just want to see you survive. And yeah, I don't have no time for no Jesus talk. At this point, I just want to see you better. Just want to see you okay. I just want to see you not leave up out of here. I just want to see you not make somebody else leave up out of here. Yeah. That's curse God and die. Yeah. And it all take it all takes a level of strength. I mean, I'm seeing these guys kill. Their whole families and stuff, and I, I whole families, bro. And I just understand. Uh, you un- you you hear it? Yeah. I, I mean, I like I you. It's rationale you've it's, heard. It's rationale you can think that of. you've heard yourself work through. Yeah, like absolutely. And and that's something that people won't ever talk about. It's like it's scary. Yeah, they like. Well, he's he's wild. How wild is he? How wild is he? Because given like given the right circumstance, I've seen. Like grown men just go off and do some wild stuff. We were just talking about a football player. Like, why put her through a bouncer? Like, and say I love you on the way out. Yeah, like you put her through a bouncer. Like, somebody be like, you idiot! You don't love her. He he don't see, he don't see that, bro. It's it's the level of awareness. I don't want nothing to do with my emotions or feelings. When you realize how dangerous they are and how, how so far, far connected they are to your flesh, you don't want nothing to do with it. Even and how on mission they are. Yeah, they on a strict mission. They on a mission, and we so lackadaisical. I'm tired of Christians thinking it's okay to be the National Guard when God called you to be a Navy SEALs. Yeah. Real church matters.
But we just happy we in the uniform. All out of position. All out of position. I mean, you're supposed to be the best of the best. You will never see a dog on a uh, National Guard person boss up on a Navy SEAL. No. They're like, thank you for your service to the Navy SEAL. And he like, <clears throat> <laughs> um, I'm, I've served as well. What infantry are you serving? I'm part of the local uh, National Guard chapter. We appreciate that. You don't get a thank you for your service. Yeah. You get a, you get a good looking out, and that's no. I know it might be a national guard person out there. All I'm saying is, is that the idea of what God had for us when He was talking about warfare, He was talking about the the most fittest people, people who are prepared to sacrifice all. You have to. I was thinking about that movie American Sniper. Like he came back and. His wife just wanted him to do simple things. She wanted him to play with the baby and stuff. And it's like his mind is so transformed. It's gone. It's no going back. It's hard for me to work at Walmart and greet people when I was putting bullets through people's heads. Yeah. The engagement of the believer when we talk about warfare, it's hard for the the man of God who is on a mission to just go back to just playing footsie with his wife. How do you prove your love? Like how I like it, it seems so weird. Like in my in my natural mind, when I look at how God proved His love to us, it's like, man, how why did you have to do all that? And you know, and why couldn't I, you just said you love me? <laughs> I say I love you. Why you have to give your son? I didn't ask you to do all and that. Why you have to die like that? And why you have to sacrifice this? And, and it caused me to read. It caused me to get understanding. And it also caused me to understand what my what my life should, should look like. There's an overwhelming thing that's there. It's like he God believes so much in his self. He's like, there's a price to pay. Yeah. And even though I could change the rules, I have to honor the word because... In the beginning was the word, and the word was God. I am my word. Yeah. To betray my word is to betray myself and to give me no credence. Yeah. (laughs) He's like, that which come from me, I expect it to be a certain thing. It did not turn into that thing. Something has to pay for it. I'll give my son. He'll pay for it. That reality that something can be unmovable, that the only recourse is for something to die, is not the mentality that Christians want to explore. No. Why can't I just be me and love you? He's like, nah, something got to die. Why can't I just love my wife and she love me and we not even include you and we just live happily ever after? Why can't we just speak our love languages to one another and dance through the tulips? Why can't we just find a way to make it work? Why do I need to have faith in God? Why can't I just sit at a red table and talk my situations through? Why can't I just lay on a therapist's couch and articulate all my wrongs and all my desires and get a a plan of attack in a practical way to live out all these things without really engaging in killing myself? There's no obedience without faith, bro. I have to be convinced. 
and what convinces me to to act according to what God has asked me to do is my faith in Him, not in myself. Everything revolves around faith, even when I have faith in the secular. Yeah. If there's obedience, there's faith somewhere. Yeah. I'm I'm doing this because I, I I'm I'm engrossed in this. I believe in it. I believe in it. Whether it ever gave me anything or not, like I'm I'm willing to now act on this. Literally, there will be people on marriage number five, bro. Oh, I know. You have so much faith in something. I really want you to sit and kind of forensically figure out. I don't want to speak out of turn and try to guess yeah. what these people got faith in. But I know they got faith in something. It's something. <laughs> because they keep obeying it. Mm-hmm. It goes wrong. And no matter what they see, they still believe in love. I don't know what you believe in. I don't even know what that love is. I would love to crack their brain open and see their that love they talking about on display. They believe uh, something, a picture of what their life should be. And even if it's that. I love that because that literally is an idol. Yeah. And God is like, I'm confused. You don't want to serve me, but you've created these idols and you will undoubtedly serve it. Mm-hmm. Without question. Without question. He told us what love is and somebody like, no, I think I could fashion a better love than that. They erect it and they worship it. Yeah. You hear people running around. God is a woman. Like y'all, re- you really just don't like God. Yeah, it's not really about religion because you create religions all the time. You just don't like God, right? Even with atheists, like you're creating a religion, you create an ideology. The only way you can source new ideas is if you create a new ideology. Mm-hmm. That ideology creates the ideas that you assume every decision from. You have a religion. Right. You just never wrote it down in a book mm-hmm. and called it a Bible. But there's a Bible. There's something you're living according to. Yeah. People say it all the time. Be like, my red flags is this. That sounds like scripture to me. It sounds like you have dictated what's an abomination to you and what's not. And you're living according to those things. Yeah. That's why he says it's a way to seem right to man. Yeah. It was a way to seem right to force. It took seeing you and so many others in my life get getting to a point where it's like we supposed to be suffering for righteousness sake. And this ain't righteousness sake. So what are we suffering for? And when you nothing, it's nothing worse than seeing something senseless. I don't want to see senseless murders. I don't want to see senseless beatings. I don't want to see senseless suffering. Yeah. And everywhere we turn, Philip, is senseless suffering. Yeah. You got people on the street. All they had to do is do good in school. Something inside them won't let them. <laughs> it's senseless. Yeah. You you got <laughs> you got people working. Dead end jobs. It's senseless. It's senseless. You got people that didn't don't like themselves. You got you got people who can't eat right. You know what I'm saying? You you die in senseless stuffs. That's 
the growth that I'm I, I'm kind of realizing. And it's not over. Um, one of the things I I deal with every day is just understanding, like, man, like I'm I'm 34 years old, and God's been doing a lot, and I've grown a lot. I could I could tell, uh, even with my conversations with my kids and family. But I'm I'm going into the next year just excited about like the direction, the direction. Absolutely. Because my limitations on what I won't do for God has changed. Like, there's no limitation. I don't care what he has. I'm, yeah. I'm going to do it. And I've never been in that point in my life. I can list off what I'm not going to yeah. do. Yeah. I think that's the other thing we said. Uh, we was having family Bible study, and we said that uh, the scripture where it said, a man without self-control is a man without, is a city without walls. Yeah. And I'm I ended up using it today. I was talking to a client and I said, rain can be, can cause fear in a person who knows they don't have a dam. Yeah. To a person who knows that the levees are broken. But to a person who knows that the dam is there, knows that the levees are in place, they just look and say, oh, honey, it's going to rain today. Yeah, prepare for it. It's, it's it's no it's nothing of fear. Yeah. The fear is because of a lack of preparation. Yeah. The fear is because of a lack of structure. Yeah. A lot of people are fearing tomorrow, bro. They're fearing twenty twenty two. They're fearing twenty twenty three. Well, I'll tell you, I'll, because they I'll, have no structure. Yeah, and the only ways to really build sound structures is is to to build a, a good foundation. Got to get with the architect. Yeah, you have to <laughs> get a good foundation, and you know, I was—I uh, think I was having a conversation even last year, and I was just telling, like, you know, and just in talking, and somebody was telling me, you know, how they wouldn't want to die because he listed all these things. Like, I wouldn't be able to see my son, you know, graduate, and I wouldn't, you know, be here for my husband, and I was thinking, like, dang, like. All those things can go before you, before you, and it will challenge the very reason, the very reasons that you had to be here. And they'll say it too. She's gone. So is my reason to live. Why are you in church? <laughs> yeah. Do you get know what I'm saying? Like no. you just don't understand. Yeah. You gotta fix. You gotta fix that before it's too late. You have to. When when you hear Paul say things like "I consider everything dung," I challenge myself sometimes. He wasn't and suicidal. He wasn't, wasn't suicidal. He, he just knew sober. the proper place yeah. of things in life. He literally was echoing the sentiments of Solomon. But that's how you can be of some good to to the people. Around you, people you can love like people turn their kids into idols, their husbands into idols. Man, kids things. will tell you. Yeah, they, they be like, I was talking to your daughters, mm-hmm. and she was like, "So you gotta go?" Mm-hmm. And I said, "Yeah, I gotta go, mm-hmm. but I'm gonna be back." She's like, "It it's okay if you don't get back. I know there's things that are more important." And I said. No, there's nothing more important than you. 
But I'll show you what's important when it's time to. Yeah. You in school, and that's important. Yeah. So me being here for you in school is not important. Yeah. But whenever it counts, I'm going to be there. Yeah, absolutely. Nothing's ever going to be chosen over you when it counts. That's what importance is. Importance isn't saying it's God or bust, and now you're just sitting in your room with a Bible and you're not engaging in the world. Mm. Important is saying no matter where I'm at, he gonna be there. My value system remains the same. Yeah, I want him. I don't have to be. You don't have to be with your children and your wife. All the time for them to remain in the place they need to be in your heart. It just every decision you make is influenced by God. That's how you show them love. Every decision we make is influenced. That's what shows our what we value. When I every decision I make is influenced by money. I'm a dangerous person to myself. Right. Because I'm making decisions and they see what. People gonna see what's important. That's why we was just talking about would you would you play the piano? Yeah. Or would you work at McDonald's for a million dollars? Some people say, yeah. Use everything's still the same. Trash hours. Mm-hmm. On your feet. All of those things that are going to matter to you more when you're in it. Oh, Don't care how much money you make. Yeah. When you're sliding changes. around, you, you you spend two hours sliding around not getting proper footing because it's grease on the floor. Yeah, that that's not going to change. That's not going to change. Money won't change that, bro. You can go home to a mansion. It doesn't change. It doesn't change it. I, I mean, I you're going like to be now, dreading. Man. You're going to be dreading tomorrow's work, no matter what money you make, and that's the minimum wage that these people not understanding. Yeah, money is not going to change the discontent you have in this world. Yeah. No matter Money's what, not going to change your family structure. Yeah, you have no God there. I don't care if both you and your wife make a million dollars. It's not going to change it. All that money going to do is exacerbate a flame that's already raging. Yeah, <laughs> that's. I mean, we see it happen all the time. Bezos, all the time, Bezos and uh, all kinds of people. I yeah, know. I mean, it's too many accounts for like people sitting around right now. Like, so many money issues in my my household. If I just had a million dollars, I don't even think me and my wife would argue. Mm, you would. You would. Because your mindset's so different. Because you would look in that thing and you say, where did $200,000 go? And she'd have on a doggone Balenciaga headset. <laughs> that's that's how it goes, though. <laughs> you're going to look and you're going to say, woman, I'm going to kill you. The, rea- the reality is, is that what you do for Christ will last. That's it. It will create a sustainability to everything. Literally, we started adding salt to meat, and that's the only reason meat lasts. Yeah, it preserves it. It preserves it. Then this guy come around and call us the salt of the earth. And what have you preserved? Everything that people touch is spoiled, Phil. Real, 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 church. You see it in church. Huh? You see it in church. You see it in church. Everything's spoiled. It don't preserve. It don't produce more generations that love God. Everything's gone bad. Yeah. The word isn't preserved in people's hearts. It's going sour. Yeah. It's falling to the wayside. Why? 
Salt lost its savor. Yeah. What is it good for? We only toss it out on a cold night. Yeah. Make sure we don't slip on the ice. Yeah. Yeah? I think that's the the reality of it. There's there's so much that we talked about. (laughs) But you know what I'm saying? I, I just appreciate I'm like Rebecca. I appreciate the growth that I'm seeing in you. Um, a lot of times, you know, people go off of what they 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 see. Yeah. To in order to get a certain peace of mind, right? Say so like, oh, I see going in the right direction. You're like, ah, yeah. It's like, nah, that changed in me too. Yeah. When I see someone has enlisted in a war, I realize that I have to make sure they stay equipped and stay aware. Yeah. Because it don't take but one time. I know you love seeing your brother in yeah. his in his uniform and he getting enlisted and he's shipping off. But that might be the last time you see your brother if he ain't really pay attention in basic training. Right. Because I mean the the comfort is a killer. You and, bet your bippy and, and people don't understand that But you gotta stay Stay sharp And one of the things that That, that keep you sharp Is just being obedient to God And Having being a, And being surrounded by Obedient people Yeah So that's why I'm like I'm, I'm I see your growth I see you You've Taken up arms I see you Walk to the front line I don't wanna see you Get your head blowed off That's for sure <laughs> You yeah, know Yeah Cause it happens It happens People lose their mind all the time. Man, that same uniform you seen in your your son in that you so proud of, man, they'll be handed to you folded up. Yeah. This ain't for the late faint of heart. Uh-huh. And if y'all want to play with it, you might as well not play at all. See, that's what I love about the NFL. It's like, <laughs> if you ain't going to give it your all, they, you ain't going to find yourself in the hall. Nah, you not. You yeah. going to find yourself out the league. It knows how to push out. You know what I'm saying? It's, it's like, it ain't no talking. It's just work. Yeah, ain't no and talking. if you can't yield it, like you can't yield it. Yeah. You can't yield it. You can't. We gotta be great. He said in the Bible. It says it. He said you should be like Olympic runners who runs and not to win. Yeah. You start the podcast off. If you ain't first, you last. Scripture says it. Who runs the race not to win it? We taught that from kids here. Man. Getting trophies for nothing. That's that's what church is full of. Participation trophies. That stuff stink to me. We ended to win it over here. Forest Hall. Philip Hall. Real Church Matters. Hey, we got a few more before the end of the year. I'm excited to go this journey with you. Keep it going. Because we ended to win it. God bless. <laughs>